Welcome back, Giants fans. Today we have the mock draft video. So I'm doing a Giants mock draft, of course, trying to do it for accuracy, what I think the Giants will actually do in this draft. We kind of know who they met with, of course. We got reports of who they're interested in. They might be very interested in Charles Cross. It might be all smoke. We have no idea. But anyway, leave in the comments, who do you want the Giants to take at 5-7? and seven? And leave some sleepers you have in this draft that might go past round 5. I did not do my usual extensive draft research this year. So after like round 5, I was pretty clueless about these guys. We're going to do the first 7 picks. That's what I have up until pick number 147. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this video. And let's get into it. So the way I see this draft going, the first 4 picks, and of course I could be wrong is Aiden Hutchinson, number one, Trayvon Walker or quarterback, number two, Iki Aquanu, number three, to the Texans, and the Jets take Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge rusher out of Oregon. So that leaves the Giants at number five. And the first pick I have at number five here, as you can see, is offensive tackle Evan Neal out of Alabama. And I would love this pick personally. I'm trying to do this for accuracy once again, but I would personally love this pick. Evan Neal He's kind of on that same tier with Iquanu, in my opinion. I think both those guys are a little better than Charles Cross, in my opinion. I have some concerns about Charles Cross, but he is a good player uh, either way. But with Evan Neal, you're getting a guy that has played three positions in college. We know that, of course. He played left tackle, right tackle, left guard. Of course, with the Giants already having Andrew Thomas, he would be the right tackle. And the Giants need a right tackle very badly. So... I would like this pick very much. The man is 6'8", 345. He has rare explosiveness. He's very quick out of his stance. He's just a physically dominant guy. And, of course, nothing is a safe pick, but I think with Evan Neal having him play against SEC competition for three years and playing at a very high level at three different positions, I think he is probably the safest out of the top three offensive tackle prospects. So, as a Giants fan, I will love this pick. I kind of hope it happens, but we'll see. So, anyway, Evan Neal is my first pick for the Giants number five overall two picks later we have the Giants at number seven overall of course this was the Chicago Bears pick the Giants acquired it from trading back last year of course the Bears got Justin Fields so at number six overall pick right before this I think the Panthers are going quarterback it seems like Kenny Pickett I don't know if I agree with that but it seems like that's going to happen I mean we'll see of course what actually happens in the draft but in this case this man would still be on the board Ahmad Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati, the cornerback, and I think this would be a great pick for the Giants. I've talked about this quote many times, how Don Martindale trusts his scheme to get pressure, and he wants to have really good corners on this team, and Sauce Gardner is maybe, for all intents and purposes, the best corner in this draft. It seems like it's him or Derek Stingley. I'm sure there are some Trent McDuffie fans. I do like him, but I do prefer the uh, Stingley or Sauce Gardner over him. But still, getting Sauce Gardner, 6'3", 193, of course, can play outside. Never allowed a touchdown in college. I know we heard the same stat about DeAndre Baker. But you look at Ahmad Gardner, and he is built so perfectly for cornerback. Has an amazingly long wingspan, and of course, that's going to help for a corner. He has a a ton of experience in press man. I heard this on a PFF podcast, but I'm pretty sure Ahmad Gardner played a little over a thousand coverage snaps in his career, and like 850 of them were press man snaps. I mean, that's insane. So this would be a perfect Don Wink Martindale uh, fit for a defensive scheme here. So I do love that, of course, from a, the giant scheme standpoint. And as I talked about the wingspan, he anticipates routes very well. Now his top end speed when I was watching him, it wasn't elite. I was like, oh, I was kind of expecting a bit more, but he did run a 4-4-140 
kind of put the kibosh on that. I know that the times and the combine were a bit sus, but still, a 4 4 is very good for a cornerback. And look, even if you're running, like, in the low 4-5s as a cornerback, like, you can survive. We've, we know about Richard Sherman and his history and guys like that. I think Josh Norman had a slow one, and there's a few other cornerbacks. Xavier Howard didn't have the best one. So, yeah, I mean, you don't have to have the best 40 time for a corner. But when you have long arms like Ahmad Gardner does, you're going to be fine. His competition level in college was only decent. He only had, like, a couple tough matchups. So that's, like, the one concerning part. But this guy definitely deserves to be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. And I think if the Jets were to pass on him at four, there's a decent chance he falls number seven to the New York Giants. For the Giants round two pick number 36 overall, I have him taking linebacker Leo Chanel out of Wisconsin, 6'3", 250. The guy had an amazing combine and really made a name for himself the past year or so. But this is another guy that I think would be an awesome fit for Don Martindale's defense. I'm kind of having that mindset of who would fit this defense very well, trying to put myself in Joe Shane's shoes, like who would fit this defense. And I think Leo Chanel would be that guy because as I've mentioned before, we went over this in the Don Martindale video when he was hired. He's had like the highest blitz percentage in like the last three out of four years in the NFL. And you know, he wants to be very aggressive. And you talk about blitzing linebackers, who's the best at it? I mean, Leo Chanel by far. He will literally send centers back. He'll send guards back. Like, he is so strong. Most times when a guard or a center gets their hands on a linebacker, I mean, the, the offensive lineman's going to win. But for some reason, Leo Chanel is just so strong that he's able to push those guys back and actually be a very good blitzer. So I think it would be a good fit from that standpoint. He is 250, and I know a lot of modern-day linebackers are more in that 230. 235 range, but despite him being 250, he still moves very well, in my opinion. He was amazing against the run in college. I know stopping the run's not the main priority these days, but still, he does these things at such an elite level that I think it's worth it for an early second round pick. Now, for coverage, Wisconsin did not put him in many coverage situations. He was kind of just a free roamer, got himself a lot of tackles that way. But at the same time, he does have the ability, in my opinion, to be good in coverage. He just he just was not asked to do it in college. He only had one pass breakup in college, had one interception. So you're not getting much of a sample size in terms of pass coverage for Leo Chanel. But you talk about a guy that can blitz, stop the run, tackle very well. This is it. And the Giants have been looking for a great linebacker for a long time. I know Blake Martinez was really good in 2020, but we have not had like a good draft pick linebacker in a very long time. And I think Leo Chanel could be that guy. So I think the Giants might go in this direction with their second round pick if he's still on the board. For the Giants third round pick, number 67 overall, it's Cole Strange, the guard, left guard specifically, at a Chattanooga. 6'5", 307, 33 inch arms. Now we know the Giants have a need at left guard. We know that Mark Lenowski could play right guard for this team. The Giants should have enough center depth with Max Garcia, John Feliciano. And in this scenario, you would have your right tackle with Evan Neal. And of course you have Andrew Thomas. So if you were to get Cole Strange or some other guard at left guard here, you're going to fill out your offensive line that way. So will Cole Strange be a day one starter? I think he could be, but there are some things to work on technique-wise. I think people said his hands get too wide and things like that. But Cole Strange is a very good athlete. Amazing first step. Gets off the line very well for an offensive lineman. Plays with a lot of nastiness. You'll see him on tape. He'll just continue to block until the whistle sounds, which I do like, of course, for an offensive lineman. Usually has good leverage. He squares his shoulders well. Can get to the second level. He, do, he does those things that you want to see from a guard. Now, I guess the bad things about him are he's an older prospect, 24 years old. The competition level for uh, Chattanooga was not that great. But at the same time, he has enough physical traits where you're like, oh, yeah, I can see this guy being a good starting left guard in the NFL. So if the Giants 
trust their coaching staff, which they should, it's the first year of a regime, then I think Cole Strange would be a nice guy to have for this team. Now, he doesn't have to start from day one. It would be nice. But once again, you have Max Garcia to play left guard if you really can't play Cole Strange from day one. But I do think it's a possibility. Another cool thing about him, I noticed this when I watched him, he was not wearing gloves. Like most offensive linemen these days are wearing gloves and like sleeves and stuff. This guy's old school. He's out there with just nothing, no gloves on. I thought it was a pretty strange look. Definitely a pun intended right there. But yeah, I thought it was pretty cool for an offensive lineman. So I think this could be the pick and the Giants already met with him in one of their pre-draft meetings, so I guess the Giants have their eye on him, but if Cole Strange is there at pick number 67, that could be the pick for the Giants. For round three, pick number 81, the pick from the Miami Dolphins from the trade back last year. I had the Giants taking James Cook, the running back out of Georgia. I know a lot of Giants fans like this guy, and I can see why. He is 5'11", 199, so no, he's not built like a bell cow, workhorse type guy. He will not be seeing 300 carries in a season anytime soon, but at the same time, he ran a 4-4-2-40. He is a really good receiver. We saw that many times at Georgia. He can be used as a receiver, scat back type of guy. But James Cook does have the ability to be more of a matchup nightmare. You could put him on to linebackers, and I trust Brian Dable. I trust Mike Kafka to actually utilize this guy the right way. So if they get James Cook out in space, use him as a receiver, they can do some things with him. Now, as a running back, he's not going to break many tackles. He was not asked to do much pass protection at Georgia, so that's kind of a concern. But you talk about a guy that can just like find the hole, one cut type of guy and just make a big play happen he's a home run hitter is pretty much what he is now I know that with Saquon Barkley you can be the biggest Saquon fan out there his future is definitely a bit uncertain here with the Giants so you don't know what's going to happen with that the Giants may be looking to add a running back in rounds three or four or five so I know James Cook's the guy that they met with they have their eye on and I think the Giants would like to have a receiving back I don't see why not so James Cook could be the guy if he's in the third or fourth round for the Giants for round four pick number 112 I had the Giants taking Neil Farrell Jr. the defensive tackle out of LSU. We know the Giants need some help in nose tackle right now. There's no more Austin Johnson. There's no more Dalvin Tomlinson for the last couple of years, as we know. Neil Farrell Jr. is 6'4", 339, plays with a high motor, has very strong hands. That's like, that sticks out very much with him. He can push guys back with ease. He has pretty good quickness for a big guy off the line, but there are some downsides to him. I will say his combine scores were not that good whatsoever. It doesn't matter as much with defensive tackles, nose tackles. I mean, a bad combine score for a wide receiver or like a edge rusher, that's concerning. But defensive tackles, nose tackles specifically, you're there to stop the run. So it doesn't really matter as much. So he didn't really break out until his fifth year at LSU this past year, but he is coming off a good year. Maybe he finally figured some things out. His arms are only 32 inches. You wish that be a bit longer and of course you know when you're 340 you're gonna have some limited upside we kind of saw that with Dexter Lawrence when the Giants took him that was why I had so many problems with him in the middle of the first round there's only so much you can do with 340 pounds but the guy's good against the run the Giants have a need at that position and he does it very well so you know what I, I can see this being the pick I don't think the Giants met with Neil Farrow Jr. maybe he's off their board completely I have no idea but I could see the Giants wanting to address that nose tackle position in this draft and Neil Farrow Jr. could be that guy. In round five, pick number 147, the final pick I'm doing for this mock draft, I have Bo Melton, the wide receiver out of Rutgers. So I know people may think he might go in the third or fourth round, but in the mock I was doing, he fell to this pick. So I was like, oh, that's going to work out perfectly. So let's just take Bo Melton. He's 5'11", 190, ran a 4'3", 4'40 at the combine, which is great. The Giants have already met with him. I'm sure there's some interest there. And really outside of, because now that John Ross is gone, outside of Robert Foster, the Giants don't really have like a 
legitimate deep threat on this team. I know Kadarius Tony's fast. I know that Kenny Galladay is more of like a 50-50 ball type of guy, but the Giants don't really have like a burner on this wide receiving core outside of Robert Foster, who's kind of iffy to make the roster in his own right. So Bo Melton could be that guy. He has good balance. He breaks tackles. He never had a good quarterback in college, so there may be some untapped potential there. He's had some problems with drops, never had a great statistical season, of course, but there is some to like here about Bo Melton. I think you give him the ball in space, and he can make some guys miss, not to Kadarius Tony's level, of course, but you look at him as a guy that can be a deep threat for this team. I'm sure he could be a gunner on special teams at worst, so you know what? I think this would be a nice pick for round five. If he falls there, that's definitely a what if, so we'll find out what happens there, but Bo Melton is my final pick here for the Giants, and speaking of Kadarius Tony, I guess I'll kind of finish off with this. There was a report from, I think, Pat Leonard that the Giants are kind of shocked shopping Kadarius Tony right now. I don't know if I completely buy that. I mean, I could see it because he's not showing up to the voluntary uh, workouts and he's from a different regime. He was picked by Judge and Gettleman. I could see the Giants being a bit fed up with it, but at the same time, it just, it just seems like it's very hard to believe. And if you're a different team out there, why would you trade for Kadarius Tony? Like, what has Kadarius Tony shown you to trade a first-round pick for him? The Giants are apparently seeking a first-round pick in return. If I'm a different team out there, if I'm like the Carolina Panthers or something, why am I trading a first-round pick for Kadarius Tony? Like, I, I just think by that, by default, he'll be back with the Giants next year. I, I'm not as concerned as some other people that Tony has not shown up yet but at the same time it would be nice but there's a lot of time left the season does not start until basically august it is still april 23rd i think we'll be fine in this situation it would be shocking to see him traded but i guess it's not impossible we'll find out what happens there but definitely some interesting news that came out yesterday anyway that's gonna do it for my mock draft trying to predict what the giants may do in this draft coming up on thursday already very exciting stuff Hope you guys enjoyed. Now, leave in the comments once again, who do you want at five and seven? And leave the, uh, some sleepers you have in this class that I should look out for. So, hopefully, you guys enjoyed, and I'll talk to you guys next time.